Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time, back with the one and only and amazing Anna Kelly. How you doing, Anna? I'm great today. How about you, Michael? I'm doing really, really well, except uh, I went into my private Facebook group for my course and I saw a question, really a topic that really annoyed me. So I'm going to take a hard left turn. I've cut and pasted. I'm going to put it and we're going to pull it up. And you and I are going to answer this question because originally I was going to write a response. It would have been too long. And I thought having you look at it would help balance it out because sometimes I let my emotions get ahead of me. <laughs> And uh, I thought you could be more neutral. You ready? Okay, I'll try. <laughs> you have no idea what's coming. It's I have no coming. idea. <laughs> All right, here we go. So uh, hopefully you can see that. And I I'll read it for folks that may be listening on a podcast. Uh, so you can see it, yes? Yes. Okay. So did we kill cash flow? Question, question. I recently been working towards my first deal and linked up with a realtor out of state that I met through bigger pockets. He was explaining to me that cash flow expectations should be low and that if you're breaking even with today's interest rates, that's a win. Refinance in a year for a couple of hundred cash flow. Additionally, I recently watched a video from David Green and he coincidentally mentioned that the current game isn't cash flow. Its focus is appreciation given interest rates and high house prices. And I am not getting is, or is there new mentality becoming today's norm? So, Anna, did you hear that cash flow is dead and we should only be betting on appreciation? That's apparently what Bigger Pockets is saying. This this one made me mad. Yes. I it, yes, it's definitely not the right thinking when we're at the top of a market cycle coming down, you don't bet on appreciation. I would say that's my first thought, right? This is, this is the whole marry the house, date the rate argument. So let me just say something that is uh, you and I know, but maybe a lot of folks don't know. David Green, longtime Bigger Pockets uh, contributor, well-known, lots of books, Burr, blah, 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 blah. His main job is he runs a mortgage broking company. So do you think he's talking his book and you think he's looking at falling demand and headcount and all of this? And he's almost begging for people to do stupid things so he can fund his mortgage business. Now, I don't know that for sure, but if I hear a mortgage broker tell me to go buy a house that's an alligator and you'll refi later, uh, I have to take that with a grain of salt because that mortgage broker is going to get two transactions, the purchase and the refi. This... this 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 just makes me mad that people who are supposed to be good at this give horrible advice. Bet on appreciation at the top of a market. Just take break even. I mean, what are, what are we doing to people? Right. I, I agree. And, you know, realtors and mortgage brokers are going to say the same thing because they want to continue to do business. Right. They're starving. And They're starving. Exactly. And you and I both know that every market, there are deals to be found. And yes, in different markets, there's going to be different um, benefits that are. Mm -hmm. 
more outweighed than others, for example. Truth to being able to focus on different pieces of real estate at different times. The challenge is when you're telling people, don't worry about cash flow. Well, what if cash flow is their number one financial goal? Then they have to find deals that provide cash flow. If they're barely making it and they're like 70% of the population living check to check, they should not be buying deals that don't cash flow. So number one, you can't tell people blanket statements that this is a great thing to do. You don't know that properties are going to go up in value. You don't know that rates will come back down and you can refi again in the future. So you've got to be very careful giving this kind of blanket advice to everybody, which could get a lot of people in trouble. Well, this will get a lot of people in trouble. Let's be real, right? I have a saying called do the work. And a lot of people will hear things from folks like David Green or other bigger pockets contributors that basically say, don't do the work, gamble. Um, trust me, it'll be okay. You'll be able to refi in a year. Rates are going down. Don't you know? I'm like, I've been doing this a long time and I got no idea. Right. And I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it, it, I, it's very frustrating. And again, it's, it's also to me, it's permission not to do the work. And I hate that. Yes. I hate permission not to do the work. Gamble. Trust me. It'll be okay. How do you know? How the whole you know? point of real estate is to be able to have fundamentals and invest on fundamentals. That when you want to invest in gamble and you invest on hope that things will turn around, that's when you invest in things like the stock market. Okay. Yeah. The thing about real estate is you can watch cycles. You can see where are we? Are we at the bottom? Are we at the top? Are we somewhere in the middle going up or somewhere in the middle coming down? And based on basic economics and basic understanding of economic cycles, you can generally tell if um, you're going to be able to get some appreciation or if appreciation might be at risk. Okay. And if rates are going up or coming down, we can tell right now there's movement. We don't know where it's going to be. So making promises to people that things are going to happen shows me that the people making those promises don't understand economic cycles. They don't understand that things are changing. They always do. And you've got yeah. to be able to invest on the fundamentals of why you're in real estate. So to your point, do the work means what do you need? What kind of investments do you need? Only look at those kind of investments and put blinders onto everything else. So yeah. if it's, I need cash flow, put blinders on to the deals that don't cash flow at all. Don't think that you're going to have appreciation and invest in something that's not moving the needle and what you need first and foremost. You can still get cash flow today. You're just going to have to work harder and find yeah. the right to give you that cash flow. Yeah. So there's a couple more things I want to say about this because this one really did agitate me. The other one, going back to the beginning of the paragraph, his agent. I see this a lot of investors. They, they go out of state like this example and they find one agent. They don't really know this agent. Sure, it came from a referral from bigger pockets. What the hell does that mean? Go get several. And again, if I had an agent telling me basically be lazy, take break even, I'd go get another agent. Right? The whole point of doing the work is to understand average and then write great deals. It doesn't promise easy. I have never said this game is easy. Wall Street Journal had an article on Monday that I was asked to review that basically said being a first-time landlord's hard. I'm like, no kidding, it's hard. <laughs> it's always hard. What, what did, when did easy, what did we start giving trophies, you know, to 10th place finishes? I don't understand. It's always do the work. It's, it's always there. So 
And then lastly, about this refi thing that just drives me insane. Okay, let's just say David Green is right. Rates go down 2%, right? You get it at 7, you're going to refi at 5. Did you know that banks could actually make it harder to refi? Maybe they're maybe the refi later is not 25% of of of, of value. Maybe it's 40, right? Just cuz rates don't go down doesn't mean banks are eager to lend. And oh by the way, if the value falls 10% and you can't get out, you're stuck. There's no guarantee you can refi. Absolutely. I mean, it's, oh, it's just that advice is horrible. I agree with you. And and we've talked about on this show as well, when you're getting ready to go into a recession, we've talked about the banks are going to start tightening and they already are. So yeah. not only are rates going up, but your credit score requirements are higher. Your debt coverage ratio requirements are higher. Your loan to value is lower. And typically speaking, banks kind of lag what's happening by at least about six months before they really change things. We're not even in a recession yet. Exactly. Right. So when you're technically in a recession after the Fed drops rates and says, oh, no, you know, we're in a recession. Maybe we should pivot. Maybe we should drop rates. Banks at that point are going, hey, things are really bad. People are losing jobs. Let's get tougher on our credit criteria. And it's going to be harder to refinance, even if rates come back down. So never make an investment on hopium. I like to use the word hopium, right? It's like, I I want to look at fundamentals and say, what's the likelihood I can do this? And if I can't, am I okay with it never doing anything different than when I bought it? And in this case, are you okay with an investment property that you can't get cash out, that you're not going to cash flow, and you're just banking on the tax benefits and the mortgage pay down over time? That could be okay for certain people, you know? But not for most. Right. Not for most. And and that's where you've got to ask yourself again, come back to it. Do you need cash flow? If you do, then don't do a deal and hope that you can refinance later. Yeah. So again, this came from one of my students. So kind of wrap this up. So hopefully you sensed for me that I think this is horrible advice. I think it's excuse from people who have a interest in more business as opposed to doing right by you and others. Um, also, I am equally irritated with your agent. Um, again, don't know who they are, uh, but do the work, right? If you could tell, like, this is my thing, right? If an average deal in your market is negative 3%, meaning it's negative cash flow, and you find a zero or one, that is great for that market, that buy box. Now, you have to ask yourself, are you okay with 1%? That's right. a different converse. This is step yes. one, learn average. Then you have to ask yourself, are you okay with great? And again, for most of you, a 1% in a negative three, it's great. But heck, you can go get 4% in treasuries. What are we doing here? Really? I mean, Exactly. And you've every investment you make, you have to say, what's the opportunity cost of losing this money, this down payment to get no cash flow when I could go put it in a CD and make four today? I could, I could lock up money today. I just looked at this yesterday yep. for a year at 4.15. Two years in a CD at 4.2, five years at 4.3. Why would I put 20% down on something to make nothing? I wouldn't do it. The only exception to that, and I'll just say this because we did a show on this a week or two ago, is if you have an ability to force appreciation, you're buying a basis that you know you can force that appreciation. Some multi-units, maybe a really hard negotiated brand new house with desperate seller builders right now. If you know, hey, I'm buying this at such a good basis fundamentally that I believe I'm going to have big upside, 
and you and you can have the wherewithal to take zero cash on cash, you could make a couple of those bets, but you better have a lot of other things paying you cash flow before you make that kind of investment. Uh, Anna and I can make those investments. Most people can't. So let's Correct. just be clear. Yeah. Absolutely. So Anna, do me a favor. Thank you for being the mellow, the calmer, the, the nicer one with this. I appreciate <laughs> you looking at this with me. Where can people find you? Right. You can find me here every weekend on my playlist on your channel. You can find me on social media at Anna Kelly, REI Mom. If you're interested in coaching or mastermind, you can find me there at reimom.com. Thank you so much.